Hello, everyone, and welcome to your place for all things paranormal, supernatural, metaphysical, and conspiratorial. Today, we're going to be talking about past lives, and not like the past lives, like you worked at Taco Bell and now you're the CEO of this Fortune 500 company, but the past lives, like you died, came back, and realized you still don't like it here. I'm Tanya. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the Triangulum. Welcome, everybody. Here we go into another adventure. Yeah, another adventure. Hard to believe that this is like episode 10. Yeah. 10. 10, yeah. Do you know what that means? What? That means like we've done more than 50% of the other people out there who start podcasts because they usually (laughs) die at episode 7. Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. were telling me about that, actually. Yeah, they crap out, they fizzle out, and they disappear. I can see why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I a lot of work why. if you it want is. to do it. It is a lot of work when you, if you want to do it right, or do it, do it as best you can. Yeah, so we episode 10, peeps. We yeah, did it. Yeah, it's cool. We did it. Very cool. Yeah. So today, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about reincarnation yeah. and past lives. Yeah. Mostly because we watched the documentary and we were inspired to... Uh, Very good documentary. Recommend it to everybody to yeah, watch. Yeah, we watched the documentary uh, Surviving Death Yeah, on uh, Netflix. Really good. The last episode of that series is about reincarnation. Yeah. And uh, Chris and I are familiar with the concepts of reincarnation. Yeah, definitely. And familiar with the metaphysical beliefs surrounding reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, you know what? This is a good topic. Yeah, we, we always seem to get like that. We, yeah, we, we had we, another thing planned, and then like, <laughs> it ends up changing. a week later it changes. So we always have one thing planned, and then maybe a week <laughs> after we have it planned, it becomes something else. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No, well, it, yeah. I think it's just the natural progression of it. Perhaps what we had planned isn't the right time for that, yeah. and this is a better yeah. time for this one. Yeah, absolutely. We don't fight it. We just go with it. Go with the flow. Yeah, man. Roll with it. It's a great topic, man. It's a great, great topic. It's, it's a huge topic. So for, for all of you who are out there listening currently, um, chances are you've been here before. Yes. Yeah. There might be one of you out there who's like a fresh soul An who's infant never been here before. And the earth. But uh, yeah, chances are you've been here before and yeah, you probably don't want to come back. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Some, it's not everybody, right? It's not I don't want to come back. Yeah, either not do here. I. I'm done here. I, I, I think I'm done. I've had here my fill. Yeah, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. I'd rather go to another planet or something. Yeah, we were talking about that. You yeah, just, you just get to this 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 point where you just Earth's great. Yeah, got it's a lot beautiful. of cool things. It's got yeah, a lot of cool things here and stuff. It's beautiful. But yeah, I want to try something new. Yeah, it's like a new. I need a new pair of shoes. Yeah, I need a new planet. Or maybe it's just the evolution, you know. You get now to that I've said that, they'll be feel. like, "No, Tanya, you have to go back." And I'm yeah. gonna be like, "I quit." <laughs> maybe I'll be, I'll be like, <laughs> like in Family Guy. <laughs> now get your fat ass over to Joe's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your fat ass there. down to earth. You got shit to do. <laughs> All right. So reincarnation. Mm-hmm. What do we know it as? The birth. Rebirth. Rebirth. The rebirth or death. transmigration of a soul or right. an essence from um, a non-living state, let's say. Right. And then beginning a new life in a new physical body. New parents, mm-hmm. new so, culture, 
new. Could be anything. Anything. It doesn't. So the difference between reincarnation and resurrection is resurrection, you come back in the old body. Right. Reincarnation, you come back in a new one. New body. So we're not talking about resurrection. We're talking about reincarnation. Absolutely. So reincarnation is very popular. Yeah. In uh, Asia. Yeah. South Asia, I guess. India. Yeah. It's a big, it's a theme in Buddhism. It's a theme in Hinduism, Sikhism. Yeah. Yeah. Buddhism is like a science, man. They, Some paganism. Yeah. Indigenous people believe in reincarnation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it hasn't really had a big um, following in the West. I, 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 To be quite honest with you, from what I know, it's been omitted from Christianity. It seems that way. You know, I, I think it's been taken out of there. Why I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, in those in those previous um, uh, religions that we talked about, just there, Buddhism, Sikhism, yeah, Hinduism, it's common. Yeah, it's like common nature. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, in the West, we didn't we yeah, don't really subscribe to that too much. However, that has started to change. It has actually, it really and there's has. more. Um, interest in reincarnation, let's say, in Europe and in North America. It's starting to kind of get a following. Well, it's also getting a scientific community following, too. Big one. Yeah, that's a huge one. Because there's been people who have been studying reincarnation for years, decades. Yeah. Decades and decades. Yeah. So, specifically, what prompted our interest in this? When we were watching this documentary, Mm -hmm. there was um, a story about a little boy. Right. And his story was actually quite interesting. Yeah. And what I liked about seeing this story was that the doctor who was a child psychologist, actually, who was um, investigating this, which mm-hmm. he has done for like 25 years. Yeah, I did for a long time. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see the process because for me, when I'm watching what's happening, I'm looking for, has this kid been coached? Yeah. Has this kid been shown these things before? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I'm a skeptic. Yeah. I'm a skeptic about a lot of things. I believe a lot of things, but in the beginning, when I see something like that, I start asking those questions well, straight cautious. away. Cautious. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's TV. Yeah, it's, it's, but I also I also don't like the idea of being fooled. Yeah. Right? That makes me... But we do have our own experiences, which we'll talk later about. I do, about, yeah, but know, I'm not... But, I, I believe in it because yeah. I've had my own experience. Yeah, same here. Maybe not to the level that these experiences have been. Yeah. However, I'm still skeptical about every single experience that I... I come across yeah. because, you know, some people just lie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? they do. Yeah, they, they, they do just lie. Exactly. So the story that came up in that reincarnation episode of Surviving Death on Netflix was about a little boy named Atlas. I think his last name is Aubrey. Right. Uh, in the episode, I think he was five. Mm-hmm. Just a young kid. Mm-hmm. So his his mother started saying that, I think it was about a year and a half old he was, he was having night terrors. Yeah. And there was nothing she could do to kind of console that. Stop him, yeah. And the night terrors became... Vivid. Yeah. They seem to be, too. That seems to be a correlating factor in these things. Yeah. Night terrors seems to be a big deal. Yeah. So anyway, um, he has these night terrors. I'm just going to pull up uh, his mom's name because I can't remember her name. <laughs> Sorry. Erica, that's it. Right. So anyway, his mom, Erica, says in the in the show that at around five... They're driving in a car. He's kind of just looking out the window, not really paying attention to too much. And he says, matter-of-factly, he misses going to the playground Yeah, with his mom. With his mom. 
And Erica says, oh, do you mean me? Or not, do you mean me, but you mean me, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, my other mom with the pretty hair. Yeah. And Erica was kind of like, oh, so you had another family, did you? So you're two-timing on me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, you had another family, huh? So what were their their names? It's pretty awesome, man. And this is when he came up with his previous name. Yeah. To which he said that his name was Jalen Robinson. Yeah. But his mom's name was Washington. Washington, yeah. He also, at some point, I don't know if it was immediately then, but he had said that he had been killed. Yeah, he'd been murdered, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Erica was like, okay, I don't know what the hell to do here. And what's interesting about Erica is that she's worked with children her whole life. Yeah. So she knows they say some pretty incredible things and that they make things up. Did she say that? I didn't know that. Yeah, she did, yeah. I didn't, I missed that. She said, they they say things, they say things that are like out there. Oh, yeah, definitely they do, yeah. So she decided to see if she could find anything on this because he had given her a name. She Googled it. And she was able to find a name, Jalen Robinson, yeah, for a little boy, yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah, who had been murdered, murdered, yeah. And uh, in the article, which I had, I had searched it all too and seen the articles that uh, she was referring to. Uh, it says that the mother's last name was uh, Washington, Washington, and yeah. that the father's last name was Robinson, yeah. Um, so he was right on those details, <laughs> right? Cute kid too, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a very he's really a very cute, cute kid. kid. Yeah. So Jalen Robinson died in 2005. Yeah. Atlas was born in 2014. Yep. Jalen was in Brooklyn. Atlas was born in Indiana. Yes. Right. It's nine so, years. Yeah. It's not a long time. Exactly. So mom is like, okay, this kid's telling me all kinds of weird stuff. I need to get in contact with somebody. And she, through her investigation online, looking into this and looking to see if other people have had these experiences, she comes across uh, Dr. Jim Tucker. Yeah. And Dr. Tucker is a child psychiatrist, and he's out of the University of Virginia. But he's, studi- he's been studying reincarnation for like 20 years. Yeah. Really nice guy. Just soft-spoken, like really good. Eh? Like, mm-hmm. He was really good with the, with the kid. Yeah. They they have communications. Dr. Tucker eventually meets them. Mm-hmm. He brings with him uh, photographs of... Uh, i got to flip to where I wrote this down. So he, he's brought five photographs. Oh, sorry, five sets of photographs. Right. So one set is playgrounds. Yeah. One set is places his dad would have taken him. Yeah. One set is his dad. Yeah. One set is his mom. Mom. And one set was uh, where they used to live. The house, yeah. Yeah, or apartment or whatever it was. Yeah. So they have a communication. This is in the show. The doctor presents Atlas with pictures, the yeah. options. Yeah. It's like, do you recognize any of these? He picks the playground. A big smile on his face and he sees it too. Right yeah. away, boom. It's yeah. not even second thinking. Second yeah, guessing. exactly. He just goes right to it. So the doctor asks, have you been there before? Or what? No, sorry. What do you remember about that? Yeah. And he's like, he's been there before. His yeah. mom used to take him there. Yeah. Then he uh, accurately picks out the place his dad used to take him. Yeah. Like, right away. Yeah, without question. It's, it's, it's awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. With a smile, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's then just, he ah, accurately, Yeah, he accurately picks out where he used to live. Yeah. He accurately picks out his father. Yeah. And he accurately picks out his mother. Yeah, it was cute, man. Mm-hmm. And then, so five for five. Yeah. So matter-of-factly. 
<laughs> without without even blinking an eye. Yeah, no, exactly. There it, is. there it is. And then when I scrolled through these things online, looking for information on that particular case of Jalen Robinson, yeah, I didn't see those pictures that the doctor was using. Yeah, like I didn't, I couldn't find any pictures of his mother yeah. or his father or the playground or any of that business. Right. So it's not like mom had them and coached yeah, the kid. Yeah, no way. There's no way, man. No way. Right. Yeah. So the kid clearly has memories oh, of being there. Now, yeah. what's interesting to me about this is that Jalen died when he was 19 months old. Yeah, he wasn't very old. He was just still a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has these incredible, like... His recollection is just perfect, man. It seems to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what Dr. Tucker says in this um, show is that children typically start talking about past lives at around two... To yeah. three years old. Mm-hmm. And the fo- they focus their investigations on children because they can be pretty sure that the children have not been exposed to obscure yeah. figures yeah. in history. Yeah. So they feel they confident. influenced. Exactly. Yeah. They're not Googling these things. No. He's five. He's not no Googling way. Jalen Robinson and being like, that was yeah. me. Yeah. Um, there's lots of incidences of reincarnation. Lots of Parents get in contact with Dr. Tucker and say that their mm-hmm. kids are telling them about a past life and stuff. Yeah. However, the information provided is not always verifiable because, yeah. let's face it, lots of people die, but that doesn't mean they're on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. in a book or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But when they do have situations like that where, you know what, we can verify that information, they're finding that the information it's the children provide is, on, man. is pretty damn accurate. Yeah. So the doctor's saying, you know, the the statistically, five-year-old Atlas picking five of the correct photos out of the photos he was shown yeah. pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Doing it by chance is highly unlikely. Yeah, there's no way. You, right? you have to see his reactions, the way he picks everything. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just so cool. Yeah, yeah, you because know? he's a, he's actually kind of happy. Like It's like yeah. he's happy to see the photos. I love the when a doctor asks him, to, what do you remember about your mom? Mm-hmm. That she loved me. Yeah. And you just melt because this kid is so honest. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. So Dr. Tucker also says that typically children will let go of these memories at some point and then become more completely involved in their current life. Right. Which would explain why most human adults are not... They don't remember. ...having obvious recollections of their previous lives. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, business as usual. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, though. What you may not realize is that you might have behaviors, you might have beliefs, you might have... Looks. Looks, yeah. You yeah. might have some of those little weird kind of yeah. ways about you that you've brought with you from other lives. Yeah. For example, someone who's like, I have a fear of water. Well, maybe or you drowned. Or, yeah. yeah, or snakes, maybe, yeah. whatever. Maybe you drowned, right? I mean... Yeah. I don't specifically have any of those kinds of things. No. But th- people do experience them. Oh, yeah, for sure they do. You know what it's cool, too, about uh, watching this little these, these cases on that show and others is that you realize it doesn't matter what color you are, what culture you yeah. are, uh, male, female, it no. doesn't matter. No. Because in that case, he was black, yeah, Jalen Robinson was a little black child. He came back nine years later as a little white boy. Yeah, Atlas is a, yeah. a white child. So it just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is well, where... Well, in, in the previous, uh, well, not the previous, but the other stories that we saw, we saw that, you know, one family, the kid remembering things was a Christian yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. 
But his memory was about being a, an actor in Hollywood. Yep. And a lot of his statements were verified. Oh, yeah, big then time. Then you have another yeah. one where it's just like a normal kid, average kid yeah. in the States as well. And his memory was of being a pilot. Pilots, yeah. Yeah, in World War II. Yeah. And then we've seen another one where a kid living in the States. Yeah. I think South Carolina, maybe. Yeah. And... uh his previous life that he remembered, he was a Russian, a Russian colonel. Colonel, yeah, in mm-hmm. the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And now he's in the States. Yeah. There's no boundaries. There's no... or No. I shouldn't... Is boundaries the right word? Well, I guess. Boundaries, like, yeah. Like, there's no... There's no, like... Fences of any kind. Exactly. You're right. Like, like boundaries. Like it doesn't matter. Like, how we matter. see things. Yeah, that American now and Asian next life. Exactly. You could, be, you could be white this life and come back black the next life or Asian or whatever. Yeah, it exactly. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean anything. That's just another way of showing that the stuff that we, for whatever reason, in this existence seem to put... Importance to. Yeah, yeah. yeah currency in yeah it's just it's so irrelevant <laughs> for me from time growing it just never meant anything to me no you know, it doesn't I, mean I just, anything to I, me I either. could care less but some people get hung up on that so imagine like those people who are like super staunch white supremacists are probably yeah. gonna you know be asians or natives yeah, you're or gonna be back. some other cultural yeah, to, to figure thing it that out. is definitely yeah. not white if you don't you know, get it this time around you know what i mean you're gonna yeah you're gonna see you're it gonna have way. a different experience when yeah, you come sure. back yeah definitely right? So Dr. Tucker, who had been studying these reincarnation stories for 25 years, is part of a a department at the University of Virginia called the Department of Perceptual Studies. And it was founded by another doctor, Ian Stevenson. Right. And Ian Stevenson was also a psychiatrist, if I remember correctly. And uh, he had an interesting quote. They showed him making this quote in the documentary, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And the quote is, the assumption is that when your brain dies, right. your mind perishes also. That is so deeply believed that science has failed to understand that it is in the end an assumption only. Yeah. And there's no reason why aspects of the mind shouldn't survive the death of the brain. Well, yeah, Exactly. We have a tendency to think brain and mind are the yeah. same. Unless you're people like myself, you, yeah. other people who kind of follow metaphysical stuff, you understand that the mind and the brain is not the same thing. Well, just the last show, didn't remember I, I was saying, mm-hmm. I said, it's amazing when you realize that your brain is just a tool. Consciousness, it's the universe. Mm-hmm. It's true. So that department... And including Dr. Stevenson. Right. Dr. Stevenson had been studying this stuff for 40 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote a book on it. Yeah. Was even um, talking about how sometimes birthmarks and physical defects at birth resemble the past life ailments or injuries that had been sustained by that person was transferred into this life. This life, yeah. He, He had shown correlations where, you know, a child has said, I don't know. I read a couple of stories. Like one, a child was born with part of her leg missing. Right. Yeah. But in her previous life, she had been hit by a train. Hmm. Another one where a child had a birthmark on the back of his head that was kind of small. Yeah. But on the front, a much bigger one. And he had been shot in the head with a rifle. So there was lots of things like that. Do you have big any birth birthmarks? Big ones? I, I don't have a... I don't have a big birthmark. I have a birthmark on my abdomen. Yeah. It's faded now, 
But um, it's, got, it's got, on my habit. Like if I, it, like if I got stabbed or shot there, I probably would have died. <laughs> I got a big one. Yeah, yours is very close it's, to. Um, yeah. Yours is actually kind of close to your femoral artery. Yeah. So if that was cut or so, something like it's that, it's a big one, man. You would have died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I find interesting with that is that um, my uncle who came to me and told me that it's funny you have that birthmark because his wife had that birthmark and. Someone else has the birthmark around the same areas too. Mm-hmm. It's really strange, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a big one. Yeah, yeah. So they talked about those types of things being the case, like the leg missing or yeah. the birthmark that looks like a gunshot. Well, then or- the little baby wasn't in the beginning. The mom took him to the doctor because he was dragging himself across the floor like he had a hurt foot. Or his- oh, in one of the stories, yeah, the, the Russian shoulder. He uh, sorry, shoulder. Russian soldier. Soldier. Yeah. He, he had been shot in the leg, yeah. so he was crawling on the floor and he would drag his leg kind of behind him, like he'd been shot. And then he would say he got bang bang. Yeah, he got bang bang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. That's just, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, where does a kid who can't even walk yeah. yet... You know, and that's the other thing too that these people were talking about is that their kids seem to be a little bit more excelled in certain aspects. Yeah, move like walking, crawling, talking. talking. Just their their thoughts, their even interests in stuff. Their it's like their maturity level is mm-hmm. just way more advanced. Yeah, definitely. So okay, we have the potential. Well, we have evidence. Yeah. It seems. Of <clears throat> reincarnation. Yes. Because these children can't possibly get this information yeah. from anywhere else. And as a person in my previous career, I was in loss prevention. I did a lot of investigations. I seen how that child was reacting. I seen how that mother was reacting with that child. And I personally didn't see anything that indicated um, deception. No way. Yeah. Not that I'm like, you know, an FBI agent. No. But I feel fairly confident that I can spot deception. Yeah, what are they going to get out of it? Anyway, mom wants to figure it out too anyway. Exactly. You know, so. so you have these kids who have clearly been here before. Yeah, oh yeah. And they're back. Yeah. So now we need to kind of decide or discern why and how. So one of the things I've noticed in looking at this is that there seems to be some sort of correlation between children having night terrors yeah. and these past life reincarnation memories coming to them. Right. And I'm curious as to why. Because nobody really seems to have a clear answer to why there seems to be a correlation. Yeah. Because almost every single person who talks about it, they talk about their children having night terrors and then these memories start memories. coming up. Yeah, they start talking about them. Yeah. What do you think? The night terrors? Mm-hmm. Well, the night terrors for me would be uh, they died in some accident or, like I said, in a war. Or something, and that memory just spills over into this life. It's a terror. Like, mm-hmm. like they're seeing all this calamity around them, and they're waking up in a sweat. And so it's almost freaking like out. it's almost like in the past life you had uh, like a. It's almost like a PTSD yeah. kind of episode, I guess. Yeah. Is that yeah. What, yeah? Yeah. So I was thinking maybe the same thing. It seems that those who remember their past lives pretty residual, clearly, like, have very traumatic deaths. Not always. No. Not always. No. But the ones who've had traumatic deaths or traumatic experience seem to experience the night terrors. Yeah, and I wonder do. if there's like some sort of, I don't know, almost maybe like a conflict between the life you're remembering and the life, and the life you're, you're, you're leading. Because <clears throat> I could imagine that if you were an adult, yeah. let's say in these guys' um, situations, a couple of them, because a few were soldiers or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So you were a soldier. <laughs> Yeah. In a war, you died, mm-hmm. and now you're like a five-year-old kid who can't, 
you know, watch TV when he wants to because some lady's telling you you can't, you know, and you can't do what you want to do. Like, perhaps that conflict of what I remember I had the freedom to do or or who I was and what I can't do now causes yeah this disruption. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. No, I I think it's part of it. I think it's all rolled in. Because I could imagine you would be pretty upset. Like, look at that kid who was upset when his mom told him his birthday was June 21st. He was like, no, it's not. He was getting irate. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. But his past life. It's 26th. It was June 26th. June 26th. Yeah. And he kept saying it's the 26th. Yeah. I think it's all rolled in together for sure. And perhaps they're not terrors. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they're frightening because, you know, you don't understand them. You can't. Well, they're reliving them in a dream. Well, if they're if they're a, a violent death, then yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Right? But adults also have past life dreams, but they don't seem to be... They're not the same. I've, to that level. I've had a couple, and they're not the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would that be, though? Like, um, why would it be so violent, let's say, for a kid, but as an adult, it's not? I think because as an adult, you're just more grounded in your reality of who you are at this point in time. I can see that. You know, and when you're a child, I'm sure you're still bouncing back and forth. Yeah, that's possible. Or you have the ability to. Mm -hmm. That memory comes back. Think about, you know, when people go to a haunting and residual energies. Remember those some of those ones we watched, the Civil War ones, where you see the the soldiers walking and different stories were heard about them? Yeah. They're so emotionally strong that they're imprinted. Mm-hmm. So the kid would be picking up the same thing, I, I would think. That spillover of that residual energy till they well, face whatever it is that seems Well, that's they the face, thing. So right? when they, does it stop? Does it stop because they have finally fully integrated into this life? Or does it stop because they experience something that helps to bring them closure? I think... I or think is it a combination latter. of a bunch of things? I think it's the latter. I think they, they come to some something that gives them closure... And then they're, they're, they're fine. But then there's they're a cool. lot of situations where children will have these experiences and then never be able to get closure. Yeah. Right? Because you can't always find the information you're looking for if it's like, you know, you were just a guy who worked at like a laundromat or some shit. Right. You know, there's not going to be verifiable information there. But perhaps you had a traumatic death, like you got robbed and killed or something. Yeah. How do you How do you get closure there? Unless the closure comes... Later, when you're an adult and you just happen to be in that space, maybe you end up in that place. Yeah. And being in that place reminds you of something and that gives you closure. That could be. But it seems that a lot of the doctors who talk... the person that murdered you or you, know, mm-hmm. you, you meet them and somehow there's a relationship and... Mm-hmm. Like well, you, there's actually know. like uh, Dr. Stevenson said that... Um, where did I f- read this? Uh Here we go. There were even three cases of children who reacted violently when they unexpectedly crossed paths with their own murderers. Yeah. It's bizarre to picture preschoolers lunging for the throats of adult strangers. Nonetheless, it made sense to Stevenson since in his view, the children were attacking those who had gotten away with their murder. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that about kids in India Mm -hmm. being born and then they walk in with their parents and somebody walks by. That guy ripped me, you know, he ripped me off and he owes me money and he's flipping out and he's describing everything to his father. His father investigates. Everything was true. Mm-hmm. You know? So perhaps it's um, the night terrors are the window that kind of brings the memories in. Yeah. As, as you know, off-putting as they might seem at the beginning. And then maybe through time, 
they just kind of fade away or you get closure, whatever closure it is that you need. Yeah, there's obviously some kind of balance. There is, but what's interesting about it too is that after all of those studies between uh, Dr. Tucker, Dr. Stevenson, and anybody else who's investigating this, contrary to most religious notions of reincarnation, there is zero evidence of it having anything to do with karma. Yeah, I... I mean, we were talking about that. I, I'm mm-hmm. starting. To, I, I don't think it has anything to do with karma. No, either do I. I, I. I just. I think that word has been taken out of context in a lot of different different ways. Well, probably. You know, and you know what? Again, maybe it works for some people, but for me, and like how we were talking about it, I I just don't see it the same way anymore. I thought it played a little bit more. Um, in the beginning when I first started yeah, uh, getting into this yeah. stuff because like it makes sense. I think everybody um, seems to think that karma is a big influencer in that yeah. because of the principle of cause and effect. Cause and effect, yeah. But I'm beginning to think that karma doesn't have the effect yeah. that uh, you think it does. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think ca- I, not in your rebirth process. No. I think cause and effect is uh, this life thing. Yeah. I don't know that it's carried over into the next uh, existence or comes from the previous existence. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Or else how the fuck would you ever get out of it? Well, that's just it. You'd make a choice <laughs> and the choice would just keep compounding. Like, when does it end? It has to end with this death, exactly. this experience. And you move on to the next one, you know? Like, yeah. It, it, it's just... Well, think about it. Like, you would never be able to get... You would never be able to clear your karma. No. Unless what? You you were born and just stayed in a box like your whole life and didn't interact with anybody Which ever? makes me... For the history of the world? Yeah, and that's what... Or you'd le- have to be the most godly individual that you've ever come across in yeah. your life. That's what, again, the Christian do- uh, doctrines have been changed and gotten watered down in so many different, different ways. Mm-hmm. So what's the truth? Mm-hmm. The real truth behind karma, when you really break it down, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into, you know, Arguments, an argument. Yeah. Well, I think I'll give you mine. I think the truth of karma is there is a cause and effect at play spiritually in this life. Yes. What I do in this life will affect future things that I do in this life. Right. Not future lives. No, I agree with you. I don't think it goes that far. I I do too. Right? I agree with you. So, you know, I think if I'm an asshole today, yeah. I could have someone treat me poorly tomorrow yeah. or in the next hour, depending yeah. on how, you know, connected I am. Perhaps the more connected you are, the faster the com- karma. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense that cause and effect would stretch past the limitations of the physical incarnation. Yeah. It only makes sense that it would be part of this incarnation. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, then what the fuck? You never get out of it. Yeah, it's, it's it, because if I had kids or we had kids, right? Then am I tied to them? So then, when I die, I, I come back to them, or do I go someplace else? Like it just seems. Yeah, I I really really got my eyes open when we watched that first one with that that the little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like his parents are in Brooklyn and he's in Idaho. Yeah, there's no connection or whatsoever. Iowa, wherever it was. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. The thing is, is that. Look at the differences of lives, and do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what? What is it? Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. He's starting a whole new page of existence. Uh, well, how would it be fair to die 
with karma, let's say you have something that you did, like maybe you died and you weren't the nicest person on the planet. Right. To come back and just automatically be stuck with that again. Yeah. How do you ever change it? Yeah. How do you ever move past it? How do you ever learn from it yeah. if it's with you before you're even born? Yeah. Then you don't know anything different. Yeah. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I know that choice choices that we make have so much power we have no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I think people really like the idea of people paying for their bad deeds. Yes. Because that's a that's a that's kind of an innately human vengeance. Yeah, we want to see when you've treated me badly, I want to make sure that you get yours. You get what you what you Yeah, I don't want to do it. (laughs) You reap what you sow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do it, but I want to make sure that you get yours. Exactly. And I think to a certain extent that that does happen because I've seen it in my own life, because I used to think in some situations, how the hell do these people Get away with this. Yeah. And then ultimately, they don't. Yeah. That's the lesson I learned. Ultimately, it doesn't happen when you want it to happen, but ultimately, they don't. Yeah. And if they do, it's because of their own choices. Their own choices brought them them that. Yeah, exactly. Eventually. eventually. So it seems seems that there's no um, correlation between karma and the life of... That you will have the yeah. reincarnation that you will experience. Yeah, our cho- your choice right? and the direction you want to go is huge. Yeah, so they were saying that it appeared basically that um, reincarnation was just kind of a mechanical soul rebirthing process and had nothing to do with anything yeah. moralistic. So if reincarnation is not moralistic and just an actual soul rebirthing process, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not doing it for any moral reason, right? Right, you're not back here because you were a shitty individual, and now you gotta redo it again. Yeah, right? Yeah. Then what would be the point? Yeah. I think we have a pretty decent theory on why you incarnate, which involves having experiences. Yeah. And then adding those experiences to the collective consciousness that yeah. is the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to speak to that? Uh, well, I told you. Sometimes what I think it was, it's just like there's one giant soul that we are or that I am. Mm -hmm. And from there, there's all these little sparks that are having experiences and bringing back these experiences to this one, what, oversoul, would you call it? I don't know. I don't know, maybe. That is part of that collective, you know, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger with experience. Mm-hmm. So the way I see my existence here mm-hmm. is this. I believe I came from a larger consciousness. Yeah. I was a bodiless being at some point. Right. Part of a larger consciousness. Yeah. Not necessarily individual, but the potential to have individual beliefs or, or experiences are there for me. Right. Hence inca- incarnation. Right. Before I come here, I have the opportunity, and this is how I liken it. Imagine you're at the ocean, and you have a cup, and you're going to be incarnated, but i got to take a little bit of something with me to give me, an, give me an idea of what I'm dealing with and to prepare me for my journey. Right. So I take that cup, and I scoop out a bit of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's the consciousness as a whole, and then I take part of it with me, right. and I come here, and I have my experience, and all of my experiences are um, collected up in that cup. Mm-hmm. And when I die, I go back to that ocean, 
and I pour my cup, pour back, cup in. back in. Yeah. So now everybody has the potential to, to pull from my experiences anything that may help them in their incarnation, just yeah. as I've pulled stuff from other people's experiences yeah. that would help me with my incarnation. Right. That's how I think it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, or else, what would be the point of coming here and having experiences? Yeah. They're definitely not individualized. You know, like they are, but they're like they're poured, like you said, they're poured into that collective so that, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody can, it's like everyone learns from them. Yeah. So when we talked about like the Akashic Records. Yeah. The giant library. Yeah. Yeah, Which isn't, it's the ether, but whatever the case may be, however you want to view it. Mm -hmm. Let's say before I'm born, I collect up the information I want out of the ether that is going to best suit me in whatever I want to accomplish when I come here or best help me. Yeah. to accomplish that when I come here. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I'm done, this is my experience. This is how it went. If you guys want some insight into that, here it is. Yeah. And I return it to the ether. Yeah, I, I agree. Right? Which is the book that I, I read yeah. by Dolores so, yes. Cannon, which yeah, is exactly. an awesome book. I recommend it to anybody called... Uh, Between Death and Life. Between Death and Life, Yeah. Yeah, I read this book. I got emotional reading this book, and I read a lot of books. I don't get emotional, but this book really, like, really opens you to to stuff. Yeah, because she she had a section in here called imprinting, and this was an idea that I thought about. Yeah, um, but I had never heard the term before, and it wasn't until Chris had read this book that he confirmed that my thinking was in the in in line. I guess. Yeah, kind of answered a big question too about. Uh, why people think who they think they are. So Dolores has been researching or studying past reincarnation life, yeah. and past lives for a long time. A and long, she does these time. really deep hypnotic um, sessions with people yeah. who appear to be communicating with other entities. Yeah. And this particular chapter on imprinting, the, the being that she was talking to had brought up um, imprinting because she had asked, have you had many lives on this planet, right. Earth. And the being had said, this is my first physical life, my first true incarnation on this planet. I have had imprints from many others and been assistant to others. However, this is my first true physical incarnation on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she was like, well, what the hell does he mean? Like, yeah. She had never heard of it before. Yeah. The hell yeah. does that mean? Yeah. So she asked the entity, then the other ones we discussed were not real. And he said they were imprints and assistances. They were not true physical incarnations. Mm-hmm. So then she started thinking to herself, okay, well, now how do I prove reincarnation? Like yeah. this guy's saying basically you can have lives without actually being here. Yeah. So that kind of puts a big twist in everything that she's done. And she's written quite a few books on this. A lot, yeah. yeah. So a, a few questions later, she says, well, can you tell me how I can tell the difference when I do work like this, because she's like, well, how do I tell the difference between someone who's having an imprinted memory or an actual reincarnated memory? Yeah. And the being said, no, because even I can't tell the difference. If I am in an imprint, that imprint is as real as if I had actually experienced it. Actually lived it. Yes. All the emotions, the memories, the feelings, virtually everything about that life is in that imprint. So from my point of view, I would be unable to tell because I would be completely absorbed in the experience. This is the whole idea of an imprint. Mm-hmm. This is the ability to live thousands, hundreds of thousands of years on a planet and actually never have been there before. Yeah. And then she was like, well, then what would be the reason? So he says, 
If one has never experienced a life on Earth before, or, sorry, if it has perhaps been a long time since the last incarnation, Mm -hmm. there would be no point of reference, nothing to fall back on or to relate to. If one were to come to this planet without the aid of imprints, one would be totally lost. Yeah. One would not understand customs, religions, politics, or how to act in a social environment. This is a necessity for the imprint. If there is no previous earthly experience of human existence in their subconscious, in order for this person to feel comfortable and at ease, there must be something with which to draw on and compare those day-to-day experiences with, sorry, day-to-day experiences which one is encountering. Right. For if it were not so, the feeling of total out-of-harmony would be virtually present every single day until there arose that time when one could look back and see some semblance of history. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is she's talking about not just your life, she's talking on a planetary level. You would feel just out of sorts being on the earth mm-hmm. in, in whole, not mm-hmm. just where you are at that moment. So that's what the, this being was saying. He's saying these innocents have no experience with anger or fear as you know it, and mm-hmm. it would incapacitate them. Yeah. It would paralyze them. And that would be total. They would be totally traumatized. Yeah, exactly. So then she was saying in her little blurb in between, she <clears throat> says many people believe that all, uh, all this is conditioned by the environment anyway. Yeah. That a baby's mind is totally fresh, and all information is learned and absorbed as it grows and lives in its life. Apparently, we rely more on our subconscious memories than we realize. Yeah. It seems to be like a computer bank from which we constantly draw comparisons in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So, later on, she asks. Uh, Where's the next question? Because he gives a really good explanation for it. She says, well, I am trying to prove the reality of reincarnation because many people don't believe in the concept. By having someone go through a life and being able to prove that person did exist in that time period, I'm trying to verify these things. But if someone was remembering an imprint, would we also be able to verify it? And the being says, that is correct, for the experience has actually been lived, even though it was not lived by the vehicle you would be presently speaking to. However, all the information would be the same as if you had actually been talking to the very soul which had been in the vehicle at that time. Imprints become a reality, or sorry, imprints become in reality a part of that soul and are so carried with that soul. And then she asked, would this be an explanation for the theory that sometimes more than one person appeared to live the same previous lifetime? For instance, several Cleopatras, several Napoleons would be imprinting would would imprinting take this into consideration? Yeah. Right? So That answers it for me. How many times have I heard people saying that? Oh, I think I was this, or I think I was that. You and a million others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it can't be. Because you took your cup to the ocean. Exactly. And took a cup full of what you needed yeah. in order to make things happen. Yeah. And who's to say you didn't pick up the same stuff? Absolutely. Right? Exactly. So then... She asks a question further on where she says, how is it decided what imprints you're going to have or someone else is going to have? Are certain imprints chosen for certain individuals? Mm -hmm. To which the being responds, the imprint is determined by what the incarnation's goals are to be. If one were to become a leader, a president, for example, one might have imprints from various levels of leaders, from tribal leaders on up through possibly past presidential leaders, maybe a mayor, maybe a leader of Thebes. If the emphasis is on leading, many imprints of a leading nature could be used so that the entity is familiar with the aspect of or the idea of what the job of leading is. Hmm. There is also the secondary and even tertiary advantage of learning humility, patience, fun, and entertainment. All of the multitudes of experiences are in these imprints. The method of imprinting is beyond me. 
The effect is to experience multiple lives, maybe simultaneously, maybe serially. But the effect is to learn lessons from other people's experiences. The lessons are shared. The experience each of us are having in this lifetime now will be available at the end of these lifetimes to be imprinted for use by anyone who would have a use for them. Mm-hmm. It is simply borrowing books from a library if you would consider each life a book and reading and understanding it instantly. Yeah, see? It makes, it, it, it just, when I read that, it just, bong, it was like a hit right in the head. Well, it does make sense because we do hear often in reincarnation stories that, you know, this person thought they were Nefertiti and that person thinks they're Ramses and this person thinks they're Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. Well, maybe you you were. were, Yeah. Or maybe you weren't. Yeah. But but the information of that life is available to everyone. Yeah. So I could come, let's say, in a next life and say I was Caesar. Yeah doesn't mean I was, but I had access to that information and I could give you information that would be verifiable and say, okay, it seems pretty realistic that this guy lived yeah. that life. Yeah. Like, there's and the it could have just been an imprint. It, absolutely. So that when you came here, you could, you, could, you could do the thing that you wanted to yeah. do or accomplish the thing you wanted to yeah. accomplish like to your highest and best because you highest, had you, you had, had the tools, abilities yeah. tools in which to accomplish that natural abilities yeah. yeah yeah that would help you like there's something else in there that you you read too which was about sparks simultaneously this is what i was saying and the reason i that hit me so, as hard as it did was because i remember if years back at the seminar and i was i can't remember what the experiment was but we were showing all these different faces at different points in life some of them were happy some of them were sad some of them were people that were violent some of them that were destitute and i got so emotional about this because and someone asked me what's wrong and i said i see me in all of these mm-hmm. i can't explain it to you Mm-hmm. I just feel like I know all of them. And they're looking at me like, well, okay, whatever. But yeah, this guy's I, a And I was really, really emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you know, so that struck me. That that book is beautiful. I, I recommend that to, to mm-hmm. for anybody to read. It really, really will open your eyes. Yeah, be- Between Death and Life yeah. by uh, Dolores Cannon. Any of her books. Mm-hmm. I, I've read so many of them. She was, um, I, I love her. She's it's- unbiased. The way she wrote and the way she researched and the way she put her information in the book, mm-hmm. that she doesn't put her judgment in it. It's 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 beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just straightforward. So what we get from that is, okay, we have a being right. who doesn't have a body. Yeah. It's going to come down. It's going to be incarnated. Mm-hmm. This planet, whatever planet, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you take your information that you need, and you have to remember, too, that the information you need is not going to include only earthly experiences. No. And that could explain why some people don't feel like they belong here. Yeah. Because maybe they picked up some imprints, let's say, or experiences from beings from other places. From the Pleiades or wherever. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, like, uh, that happens to be in that big ocean of information. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, so... The, the feeling like this isn't exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Or maybe you bring some of that with you because in this life you want to become more aware of those existences yeah. Yeah. or those places. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, Like natural abilities. Think about athletes or architects or artists or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just, just some people just natural at it, man. Yeah. 
just comes like second nature, just like like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 perhaps the suggestion is, and I believe it's very possible, is that they brought that information with them. Yeah, yeah, to help do what they got to do here. Yeah, successfully. Successfully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would be kind of stupid to come have an experience and you know have a goal that you're working towards and not have any tools in order to to accomplish that. Yeah. So, how do you know? When you've been here before, hmm. let's say as a kid, you don't have any of those memories. You never had any of those experiences. Right. Let's say you never had somebody say, Oh, you know what? You were a World War II pilot or you, yeah, know, you were whatever. whatever. Yeah. What if you were none of those things? But then later on in your existence, in this life, yeah. you start having information coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having realizations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People have that. Oh, yeah, for sure. sure Maybe they, they do. don't realize that that's indicative of having been here before. Yeah, it can happen when you're in a relationship with somebody, which has happened to me. Yeah, like it happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just hit, wow, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I figured it out, it wasn't long after, it was over. It was mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It's, which is usually the case. It's yeah. that sudden. Yeah. You figure it out, and boom, it just, everything changes. Yeah, it just disappears. Yeah, it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Literally, it just you couldn't you couldn't do it any better if you tried. Yeah, it just just the universe just sort of takes a big broom out, sweeps everything away. Like, okay, you're good. Let's yeah. stunt you. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I've experienced that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I remember um, probably around fifteen. Yeah. I guess I was. I really got this information about who I was supposed to be with. Right. I remember, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was not super fucking helpful. It was very vague. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But it was intense. Yeah. So the information was the person I was looking for would be older than me. Mm -hmm. The person I was looking for um, would be of European descent. The person I was looking for had a last name that started with K. Right. And then slowly over time, I got a, a few more letters. Eventually, I only got KOL. She can't get it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I always knew that when I saw the person, I would know. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's how you and I met. Yeah. And weirdly enough, you're older than me. Your background is Polish. Yeah. Your last name starts with K. Okay, yeah. It actually starts with K-O-L. I mean, I was so obsessed with this that when my grandparents got a dog, it was a black dog, I convinced them to name the dog Cole, but spell it K-O-L. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with the letter K. Every yeah. pet I had had to have a K in the name. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that was at like 15. Yeah. We were nowhere near each other. We're not even close in age. We yeah. would have never have come across each other unless all of the things that happened in your life happened. Mm-hmm. And then all the things in my life happened, and we yeah. ended up being at the same place at the time. And I ended up only realizing or knowing it was you because I was in security. I was in my office, and I happened to be taking a sip of pop and looking at the cameras. And I see this Goomba working in the. I working. wasn't swiping packages. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I saw him, and believe me, it was not romantic in any way, shape, or form. He was walking around in the trailer blowing his nose. It was not romantic. <laughs> it's dusty. Yeah. Things, man. I was like, well, who is this? This is the guy. This yeah. is the guy. And then, yeah, 20 yeah. years later, the rest is history. Yeah. 
I don't feel as though that that information was intuitive because at 15, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. That was something that I had brought with me when I came here saying, okay, you're going down there. Yeah. This is the person you need to find. And I ran and I ran and I ran <laughs> all over he, the place. He, he, ran, he ran right to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually what happens. <laughs> I ran and ran. Yeah, you ran right at me. I was like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I see that as, okay, I had information before I came here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then when we started actually um, talking to each other, mm-hmm. we had memories of each other from different lifetimes. Yeah, different lifetimes, yeah. And then you had a dream about it. Yeah. You had a dream about meeting my father, I think it was, or meeting me Yeah. after my father introduced you, and that was in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that. that was crazy. Because he doesn't know a damn thing about it. No. And he woke up with names and stuff, and he was telling me, and I was like, yeah, these are Yeah, these I are didn't legit. think anything of it. It was like, oh, whatever, I just really find mm-hmm. a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm certain that and we've then, known each other yeah. in, in previous lives. I'm certain of it, because you're recognizable to me. Yeah. And you checked that. Yeah, and it's true. Historic, historically, and the information was true, I thought. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to when I, whenever I've had dreams like that, I'll, I'll take notice mm-hmm. big time. And there's just, there's just something different about them. Um, well, that's the thing. Have you ever had an experience where you meet someone and you're like, I fucking know this yeah, person? Absolutely, I, I have, yeah. I know this person. Yeah. Or you meet someone and straight away you can't stand them. Yeah. You don't know why. They haven't done anything to you no. to make you think that way. But you meet them and you're like, nah. Yeah. I wouldn't give this guy the time of day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I had I had an experience like that again. Like I've had times where I've met somebody and um, I thought, eh, you know, they seem familiar to me, but nothing too visceral. No. And then most recently I work with someone who the very first time I was able to speak with him, I was like, do I know you? Have yeah. I met you before? I know. I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> and he's like, no. Are you sure? Where do you live? Like I'm thinking, maybe I passed you in a mall or maybe I saw you on the street or something. Doesn't live near <laughs> us, right? <laughs> then come to find out he's not even from this country. He immigrated. Yeah. You know, the yeah. year before. So I was like, I don't know where I know you from. And it bothered me. Yeah. Because it's like, you are familiar. He obviously thinks I'm nuts because he doesn't know. He's probably like, people in this country are crazy. <laughs> He's not now. He doesn't no. think that now. But at the time, he was probably like, the fuck have I got myself into? into here, yeah. yeah. But I, I was certain, so certain that I knew him. Yeah. And it drove me bonkers trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. And it wasn't until way later when it just would nag and nag and nag that I finally, I got like a picture of him yeah. and how he looked at that time. <clears throat> and then I was able to put together where we would have known each other from. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I did, boom, gone. Yeah. Doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. So I think if you have those experiences where you meet someone and you're like, oh man, I know this person. Yeah, oh, well, that's that's a big. You probably big one do, there. and you've probably, probably had an incarnation together yeah. at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like getting back together, and you know, you might not have seen each other for millennia, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you pick up from where you where you left off. Yeah, and that's the thing too, right? You're going to come across a lot of people in your existence mm-hmm. that you will have had existences with before. Oh yeah. Because there's like soul groups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where like your brothers and you probably existed at another point together. All those mysteries, yeah. 
just yeah. like, you know, myself and, and my family and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's a very real possibility that adults can have memories come back to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've had some experiences. I'm not going to get into them. Yeah, but they were incredible. Mm-hmm. So how do you tell the difference, though, between that being intuition and actual reincarnation? Um, it's just a different feeling. I think it is, too. It's just such a... no, And like we were talking about the, the last show, mm-hmm. uh, just knowing. Mm-hmm. You just know. Mm-hmm. Like you've experienced it and you just know. I think for me, the biggest thing is is that in, intuitively I have those experiences of just yeah. knowing. Yeah. But when it comes to something like I've seen this person before or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a very visual thing and something about the way they look yeah. is triggering a memory. Yeah. Or yeah, the way they sure. sound. Yeah. It triggers a memory. And it could be the smallest thing. Yeah. But it just... it. Flips the switch. Yeah, and on. It turns it on. Yeah, and you're like, oh, now I remember. Yeah. So even as adults, those things happen. Never mind yeah. children having these crazy, you know, you could you could have these crazy kind of dreams as an adult too about your death and that. Oh, for I sure remember, you can. I remember for the longest time I was very concerned in my late 30s about my ability to see my life past 40. I couldn't. I yeah. could never see what my job was going to be. I could never see where... You know how you have kind of an idea of where you're going? I couldn't see it. And then when that year switched over, when it changed, like New Year's. New Year's, I don't know if I remember what year it was, but New Year's of that year where right. I would have turned 40 yeah, that year yeah. was the most depressing fucking holy New holy, Year's of my yeah. life. I was yeah. crying. Yeah. I was sad because I was convinced that by it's April gonna I was going to be go, dead. Yeah, she's not going to be living. This is the year that I die. Yeah. I was convinced. Yeah. And it wasn't until I kind of understood that this was probably not this life; it yeah. was a previous life. I would, I, I was okay, yeah. well, obviously, because I was probably about five years or so ago. But yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna die." Yeah, I know. This I, is the worst. It was a shitty New Year's. I'm sorry, I ruined your New Year's. <laughs> no, well, I was, you know, was concerned. Right. It was visceral, man. Yeah, I was certain. Yeah. It was, you might as well, you, I might as well have gone to the doctors and they said you have two weeks to live. Yeah. It's it that was, real. It, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. It gets yeah. that real. It was garbage. I didn't like it. Like you're saying about having a death experience. Mm-hmm. I, I've had that. I've had a, a, a dream where I've saw myself get, get murdered. Mm-hmm. I got stabbed. Mm-hmm. But the thing that freak, freaked me out was that I ended up standing at the side after I had been died. And I'm like, and I was holding my breath. And then I said, wait a minute, I can breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Which, and I was figuring it out, and I was kind of laughing to myself while this whole thing was going on. And I thought, I'm not dead. I'm mm-hmm. alive. That's mm-hmm. dead. The very, the very real aspect of this is, is that you have probably lived oh, yeah. at the very minimum another life. Oh, absolutely. Probably more than that. Yeah, more than that. And if what Dolores Cannon is saying, you can have imprints of other lives. Yeah, you could have thousands of years of information that yeah. you have brought with you in order to make you successful in this life. Yeah. There's no denying that when you die, you may not come back straight away. No. But you'll come back. But you're, yeah. You either come back here or you go someplace else, but yeah. you, you, you go places. You're going to be going somewhere. The yeah. only way to expand the consciousness 
that is the universe is to continue to add experiences Growth. to it. Yeah. Yeah. And if people weren't incarnating or having those experiences, there would be no evolution. Yeah, you'd there be growing be, somewhere else. You'd be doing something else. Yeah, but there would be no evolution of that consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. And because the potential, because the potential for variations of experiences statistically is so large, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be so many people having experiences. Yeah. You and I could live a parallel life and one thing could be different I could make a different choice at the age of 37 that you didn't make. And that experience changes the whole thing. So when we die, we go back and we drop it. Yeah. You know what? There's another thing, too, about Dolores Cannon, which I I, I really laughed at, which is awesome. She said when she started doing this, she did so many past lives that they just... They just become boring after a while because yeah. they're just the same. Well, I was a farmer and mm-hmm. I, I did this and I remember this. And mm-hmm. it's just normal shit that we go through day to day. I've seen other people's past lives. I see, I see it often. I, and I I've have. become more aware that their past life has an, is imprinted on this life yeah. in their mannerisms and the way they dress and the way they speak, the way they behave. I've looked at people and obviously I see them changing into something else and mm-hmm. they're, even the clothes and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So reincarnation is a real thing. Absolutely, it's a real thing. And if you have... Um, you know, fears, let's say, that mm-hmm. you can't quite explain or uh, anxieties about things that you can't quite explain. Yeah. It could very well be leftovers from a previous existence. And perhaps part of your goal coming here was to overcome those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you can figure out wh- why you have those fears, yeah. then you can free you yourself. Yeah. You can free yourself of that. Yeah. I mean, you'll be free of it eventually because you'll, you'll pass away. But yeah. As part of a as part of a goal or as part of something you want to do when you come here, you know, look look to the look to the previous incarnations for clues as clues, to why yeah. you behave or do or think or feel the way or yeah. hang out with the people that you hang that out you with. That you hang out with, yeah. Or, you know, get yourself into the situations that you get yourself into. Yeah. Perhaps there's clues in the lives that you've had before you came here. Yeah. Um, this time. Yeah. That can help you to overcome those things in this life. Oh, yeah. And then you can take your cup of experience back to the ocean knowing that you've accomplished your goals. Ocean is a perfect word for it. It's just, just as Oh, it's vast, so vast, yeah. Vast and you're, you're only taking like a shot glass of information with yeah. you. Yeah, and what really. we're talking about is just, it's tiny, man, compared mm-hmm. to, to, to the whole picture. Well, this is the thing. Like, do you ever wonder why you have such an interest in things or you're drawn to something? Like, people are so drawn to like history things like yeah. i was obsessed with egyptian stuff yeah egyptian mythology and egyptian stuff yeah obsessed with it yeah then when i figured out that i probably either had an existence or an imprint from there yeah my my obsession subside you like it you just yeah notice, i like it so. same with same with asian um uh art and culture yeah and then when i figured that out it kind of subsided yeah i go through those moments i guess yeah and i guess things things come through mm-hmm. yeah. like if you're like Man, I just love like I don't know yeah. Hollywood memorabilia. Well, maybe you worked in Hollywood. Exactly. There's yeah. all. There's all. There's there's yeah. a number of. Things. I love planes. Maybe you flew planes. Yeah. Well, when you watch yeah. these kids, you'll see. Yeah. How they start I love racing cars. Planes. Maybe you're a race car driver. Yeah. You know. I've seen a I've seen a a, a past life from a kid who was a race car driver mm. and burned 
Yeah. And died yeah. in, a, in a crash. And and he just, just knew way too much about cars, man. A kid. Mm-hmm. There's no way, man. It's an interesting it's an interesting topic to talk about. There's yeah. a lot of layers to it. Yeah, it's, I think it's what huge. we need I can to see why it. people are frightened by it too. Yeah. Because you know, it does open it up to well, more question and another it's like an onion peel, right? Yeah, exactly. I think um what you need to remember from this is that reincarnation, okay, we know it's a thing. It yeah. is a thing. This like that five year old kid picking out his his um mom from his previous life. Yeah. Come on. Like what I saw it didn't no, look coaster or you know no way. contrived no. to me. No, no um, way. It's not, not even a question. Every almost everybody has had it, unless, like I said, you're fresh new and you've never been here before and don't know yeah. what the hell you're doing when you're here, right? Yeah, and use those experiences, delve into those past life experiences because there's going to be clues to what they were yeah. in your waking life now. Yeah, and see what you can get from them that's going to help you with your yeah. journey here. I think back to to a time when you were a kid or whatever and, and think about what was I interested in? What was going on? What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and talking to, to people about and whatever. That might give you clues as to what your purpose yeah. was for here. You might not want to. The point is yeah, you, might you don't die. To. No. You live you on Yeah, on. Your physical body dies. Yeah. Your meat suit dies. Yeah. And then your brain goes, well, not your brain, your mind goes back to consciousness. And then when you feel like coming back or you've uh, decided you will come back or agreed to have come back or go to another planet, wherever that may be, then you take some information with you to make your transition a little bit easier and to make your life a little bit easier. And then you experience that existence. (laughs) And once you've experienced that existence, you bring your experiences back with you, dump them into the pond, and go, and then do it again yeah. if you want to or don't. The best, I love that when they showed the kid going to the cemetery mm-hmm. where his body's buried. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at the stone. Yeah. And it, it's got to be the weirdest feeling, eh? It's got to be. Fuck. You'd be sitting there thinking, shit. Yeah. That's me down there, but I'm here. Or these kids have like met like, their relatives, man. Yeah. They've met their like, relatives. It's so it would just fuck you up a little, just for a second. And at the same time, you would you would totally be enlightened to know that, well, we live on. We don't die. Yeah, what, confirma- what more confirmation yeah, do you need? Uh, this, this, was used, this used to be me, and yeah. I'm in the ground here, you know, or burn, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I'm here. Yeah, I'm still exactly. here. Exactly. I'm still here. Like that person, that person that's in there is just, like you said. It's that's just a vessel. Vessel. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I liken the human body to the... Spacesuit required to exist on yeah. this specific planet. This planet, yeah. It's kind of like a spacesuit, right? Yeah. You take electrically charged consciousness, yeah, which is what we are, and you put it in this meat suit that's filled with a lot of water, so it makes it, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it 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 runs the electricity pretty yeah. good. A little bit of salt, a little right? bit of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Functions like a machine. Exactly. You put a little bit of an electrical charge in there, and then, uh uh-oh, look, we booted up. Yeah, kibasa. Yeah, (laughs) and then we walk around in this meat suit, and we do our thing, and then the meat suit starts to wear out, and then eventually we're like, okay, well, it's time to drop this one and go get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Next life. Yeah. Maybe you're blue in the next one. You know what I mean? Maybe you're green, maybe you're small, maybe you're gray, maybe you're another human being, maybe you're... African, maybe you're, maybe you're Asian, maybe you're Australian, yeah. maybe you're indigenous, maybe you're any of those things. Yeah. I no, don't think it doesn't matter. I don't think you reincarnate as like a bug. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't think 
so either. I, you know, I, I mean, maybe you, maybe you have the choice. Maybe you could say, you know what? Well, it's a short life. Let's put it that way. Someone's walking. Oh, good, good night. <laughs> yeah, maybe there you just go. Like, what, do, what do bugs feel like? And that, then you know, that, you live just like a gnat. Who that has would a be the only reason. I'm gonna feel what an ant feels like, and then boom, there. Swish okay, gone. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe like yeah. you know. I have read things like we we haven't even got into walk-ins and that. That'll have to be another thing. Yeah, we'll have to do a show on that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so. so reincarnation. That's it. Yeah. What's part of it? <laughs> That's all we can come up with so far. At this point. But, well, we could go into other things, but yeah. we've got to end it up. If point. you're interested in seeing some of this stuff, yeah. I seriously say check out that documentary on Netflix, Surviving Death. Yes. The whole thing is pretty good. The reincarnation one is obviously what inspired us to talk about this today. Yeah. Um, but there's also a show on Amazon called, I think, The Ghost within my child or something like that, which is talking yeah. about children who are having past really life experiences. It's really good, man. Um, and it's been around for a while. It's a little bit older. But if you're interested in seeing recounts yeah. of people's past life experiences, yeah, yeah. read uh, also you can read Dolores Cannon's books. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and any of them mm-hmm. are good. And maybe they'll help you to figure out what it is that you can you brought with you from those lives yeah. to help you. And you realize you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. There's, no, you're not there's alone. Thousands of people that are have had experiences. And you're with not their new past. at this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, and that you live on and on and on. Yeah, despite whether you're you want to hear that or not. <laughs> yeah. What exactly you might not want to know. <laughs> really, like, I was kind of hoping it would just no, end. I was going to be dead. But yeah, I was kind of hoping it would just be over. Sorry Shit. to break it to you, but it probably won't be. Yeah, you're going to just keep going and going and going. You're going to hate every minute of it probably. Yeah. But yeah. Well, actually, when you die, you'll be okay with it. Uh, just think, when you get there, there's someone with a belt. <laughs> <laughs> right, it give you some shots. Yeah, give you a whip. <laughs> get your head out of your ass. <laughs> just for that, you're going back. That is that. That is that. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you very Hopefully much. Hopefully we've opened you up to the concept of reincarnation mm-hmm. and given you a little bit of insight into what it might be. Yeah, what it might not be. What it might not be. That it doesn't have any tie yeah. to karma. It's not, it re, being reincarnated has nothing to do with uh, any moralistic yeah. Uh, Color, things. culture. It has nothing to do with any of that. It just male, seems to female. be the process in which beings come back yep. to have experiences to bring back to the source. They'd be best suited for. Yeah. If you're interested in the work of uh, the psychiatrists and um, the, the what, would, what would I call it, Department of Perceptual Studies, Dr. Ian Stevenson and Dr. Jim Tucker yeah, are really the two good. that we came across. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty much the big guns, I guess. And yeah. In that uh, study, and they're they're interesting to read about, and definitely yeah. interesting to watch because uh, Dr. Tucker is in that documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a life uh, uh, life near death experiences. You can Raymond Moody, which mm-hmm. kind of touch on reincarnation. Dr. Moody. This, yeah, we're only talking about reincarnation. Yeah, we haven't even got, even into, ta- got what into what happens that. to you. Yeah. In your life, between and your after. lives. Yeah, that's, that's a whole that's other a whole thing. Other thing. So yeah. you have your life now, you have the life you'll come back to, and then in yeah. between the two, you have the life you're living before yeah. you that's actually another incarnate. Episode. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Trust me, you got a lot of work to do. Yeah. You're constantly busy. So we'll leave it at that. All right, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you for joining us for episode 10. Yes. 
we made it. We did. And uh, we look forward to having you with us on the next one. Looks like now. Yeah, it looks like we made it. Yeah. Be safe, everybody. Yep. Have a good evening. Have a good night. Take care. Bye. Visit us at our website at thetriangulumpodcast.com or email us at thetriangulumpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Your support, as always, is appreciated.